Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, March 25th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, before we started recording, we were talking about the Academy Awards coming up yeah. this weekend. Obviously, there was that nice dovetail moment yesterday that you and Grace talked about with Def West announcing that they would yep. be making a musical out of Best Picture nominee, Coda. I watched Coda on Wednesday cried my ever-loving eyes out, <laughs> um, which is not a surprise if anybody's seen no, that movie. No, typical cancer of you two as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but I mentioned this because on Friday, Jennifer McHugh and I are going to be recording a Wish, Want, and Will episode of Some Like It Pop that'll air in the Patreon feed on Saturday. If you're unfamiliar with how we do these uh, awards episodes, for all of the major categories, actually, for all of the categories, we will go through and pick who we think will win. And then for the major categories, we will discuss something that we wish had happened with that category, maybe something that we thought should be nominated but wasn't, or something just in general with a category. Then we'll talk about what we want to win and what we think will win. So that'll be coming up in your podcast feeds on Saturday. So you've got a couple days to uh, make sure that you catch up on all of the nominated films before we talk about them. There will Simply also be... do not have time. No, trust but... me, neither do I as I'm cramming things <laughs> in before we record. Yeah. Um, we will also be having a new episode of This Week in Theater, which was supposed to come out last week, but, you know, doubled over in pain on a hotel. Yeah. Couch didn't happen. Um, so we will be having all of that stuff coming up in the feed. And you can only get that stuff first and foremost in the Patreon feed over at patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. This Sound Like a Pop episode will only air in Patreon. So if you want Jennifer's and I's um, thoughts about the Academy Awards, head over there. All right, Ashley. Let's start the show off today with some show and casting news. And the biggest show news of the day comes out of the new show, POTUS. Yeah. And I feel like we learned a lot because of this announcement. Because on yeah. Thursday, the production announced that it is making an about switch and it is moving That's the up. term. About, about, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. There. <laughs> uh, they decided that they would be not only changing their opening day, they will be changing what season they're a part of and something that I don't think I've ever seen. They will be having a midweek matinee opening. Yeah. The Selena Fillinger play will now be having an opening at the matinee performance on Wednesday, April 27th, one day before the Tony eligibility cutoff happens on that Thursday. They will invite uh, Tony per, uh, voters and the uh, nominators and all that stuff so that they can get in under the cutoff. As we'd previously discussed, they had been scheduled to open on May 9th. That would put them as the first show in the 2022-2023 season. That adds yet another production to the opening schedule <laughs> in April. That is now 17. Um, it is scheduled now to open just a few hours before the musical Mr. Saturday Night does. Mm -hmm. And actually, what I think is interesting about this is what this tells me is that the producers of POTUS thought that they could convince the Broadway League and the American Theater Wing to push back to push the eligibility it, yeah, deadline. Yeah, exactly. Because which there's is really fascinating. Yeah, which we talked about when it came out. It was like, this is really strange that they are going to begin previews, which they still will begin previews on the same day that they had originally yeah. planned on, which is April 14th. They're going to start previews two weeks before 
uh, the, the eligibility cutoff, and then and start, hold till May. Uh, yeah, which was very bizarre. So there's no way that they just decided to change their minds in the past couple mm-hmm. weeks. So to me, yeah, this says they were not in a, a situation of like we realized we were too we were ready for it and we could do it no. early. Like this, not like the uh, right after shutdown kind of reopening. No, it's very strange. So this to me says that they had thought that they could because nothing had been officially announced or because they had some stars or because everything's so up in flux they thought that they could have the opening uh you know the 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 deadline pushed back to after their opening that is clearly not going to be the case so they will now be joining the lehman trilogy skeleton crew clyde stain <laughs> age is this room and others uh in and the others, play competition indeed. well you uh, there's a lot uh, there's a lot you know, exactly they're, they're going to be taught in that category so I don't know that – I mean, we don't know anything about this show, so we have no idea if this is going to hold up with some of those in terms of right. uh, nominations, but they are definitely going to be a part of this season, and I'm happy for it. It's just weird, and it – honestly, it I, I'm happy about this show because, as we talked about, what a great name. I love yeah. the fact that it's a young woman playwright. Stro is directing, which is mm-hmm. always great. Always a plus. But it does leave a little bit of a weird taste in my mouth. It was a weird situation all around. It was a weird situation to start of the show that, I mean, we'd kind of heard very light buzzing about it, but then uh, really for everybody else came out of nowhere and then said, well, we're going to be part of the season, but we're not going to open until May. And hopefully everybody follows suit with that. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad we didn't have this push because I think that opens a lot of really squeaky doors in the future and sets a weird precedent. Um, Simultaneously, I'm already exhausted of April. I think everyone forgot that it's, you know, a 30, 30, 31 day month and not 90. Uh, we're gonna have a lot, and I, 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 I'm guessing, and you know, I know they're hoping in general that they have a huge hit with this because it is gonna have to stand out with 16 other shows. Yeah, and it's at the Schubert Theater, so it's not like it's playing a tiny house yeah. in like the corner of Broadway that can kind of get away with having just a sense. little crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that cast, you know, but. It's interesting. With that so, cast and the topic, having a politically centered topic, uh, especially yeah. after the past two years, is a very good deal and a very good move. But yeah, yeah there's just so many shows that it's so many. It's it's harsh either way for them have to have to be in this season. I do yeah. hope it's great though. I can't wait for it personally. Oh yeah, I'm I'm I already have plans to see it when I'm in town next. So. You do a little Suffs Potus doubleheader. I have tickets to stuff, so I maybe I will. I, maybe I will work on doing a, the go. political themed shows together. But anyway, moving on, moving from the Schubert over to the Al Hirschfeld. Yesterday, the producers of Moulin Rouge announced that some of the original stars, Aaron Tveit, Tam Mutu, Tony uh, winner Aaron Tveit, uncontested Tony <laughs> winner Aaron Tveit, Tam Mutu, and Ricky Rojas, as well as the latest sparkling diamond natalie mendoza will be departing the best musical tony winner on may 8th they have not yet announced the casting which is the right way to do this by the way like announce the people that are leaving let them get their flowers then get a another um 
you know, another cycle through the media when you announce who their replacements are going to be. Exactly. But let me ask you, when Grace and I talked about the grosses the other day and mm. Moulin Rouge was above a million dollars, it was doing fairly well. Not okay. not one of the best shows uh, in terms of grosses, but a solid number. It was doing much better pre-pandemic. So who knows if it gets back to that when tourists come back. But do you think that this is a show that has to have some sort of names, even if they're just Broadway names in the lead roles or do you think that they can get away with just marketing it on the name of the musical and this you know not to borrow a term from the show but the spectacular spectacular Mm -hmm. of the show itself that's tricky because i think at this point the show is old enough uh that they should at least be looking into casting some bigger names i think it's a difficult show to cast uh, for bigger names in a way that something like Chicago isn't still we'll difficult. Yeah, we'll get to that. But, you know, still difficult, but not as much so. So, I mean, it's, you know, open July 2019, 2018. I can't even 20, remember 2019, 2019 right? Yeah, 2019. Um, it, it's, it's a long life for the show compared to, you know, everything else that's running other than the big shows at this point. So I, you know, I do think it is kind of, I think it's time to expand a little bit. But I also, I mean, I know people who are very into theater who have just seen the show for the first time recently. It, yeah. you know, for, for as long Pandemic as it's is hard. Yeah. Yeah. For, and I, I mean, you, technically for as long as it's been on, Broadway was not on during that time. So I think it, honestly, I think it can go either way. I think you can cast it with as you've been doing it. Uh, and I think you can cast it with bigger names. And I think it will still get people in the doors, as you said, as long as we have tourism happening again. Yeah. I mean, like, I thought Tivate and Oliva, like, those are big theater names. Like, those, like, I, I wonder if they have sure. to have names like that back in it. But I would not mind if um, Ashley Loren, who has been the standby for Satine, had yeah. gone on a lot, both for Olivo and Mendoza. I would not mind if she ended up getting to do it full time because she's been with the show from the beginning and always been sure. the, the standby or the alternate or whatever. It'd be nice to see her be the full time Satine, but we will have to wait and see. Um, speaking of something that could probably play whatever house in New York City, yesterday we got additional casting for New York City Center Encore's upcoming production of Into the yes, Woods. Indeed. And it is some further great casting. We already know that Heather Headley will be playing the witch. Sarah Bareilles mm-hmm. will be playing the baker's wife. Christian Borle and his arms will be pay- playing the baker. <laughs> um, we've got some other folks in there, including Jordan Donica, Shireen Pimentel, and more. We learned yesterday that Danae Benton will be replacing the previously uh, announced Ashley Park as Cinderella, which, yeah. despite my love for Ashley Park, um, Danae is also phenomenal. I think she will be great as Cinderella. Excellent. Yeah, she, excellent replacement. She, yeah, she will be joined by Tony winner Gavin Creel as the wolf and Cinderella's prince. Yes. We have the legendary Annie Golden as Cinderella's mother, grandmother, and the giant's wife. We have former uh, Broadway radio guest, tell me more guest, I believe, Anne Harada coming in as Jack's mother, which could not be better casting I know. <laughs> uh, in my mind. And then David Patrick Kelly as the narrator and the mysterious man. The show is set to run at New York City Center from May 4th through the 15th. I believe all three of us, you, me, and Grace are all going to be there uh, yeah. at least once because uh, how can you not oh, totally. love this cast? There was some 
additional casting. Um, Tiffany Denise Hobbs as Lucinda, uh, Brooke Ishibashi as Florinda, Kennedy uh, Kanagawa as Milky White, which is always fun when they cast somebody yeah, right. as Milky White. <laughs> um, Lauren Mitchell as Cinderella's stepmother and David Turner as the steward. I'm excited, obviously. I can't yeah. wait. I have tickets for first performance. So, yeah, let's get to May 4th already. Let's do it. All right, let's take a moment real quick to talk about our sponsor for this week, Today Ticks. As we all know, as things are getting crazy, tickets are harder and harder to come by. As more people come into town, there are so many more shows on the boards. It's tough to figure out what you want to see and then to be able to get tickets. Today Ticks is the way to do it. I've talked so much about shows that I have gotten, uh, whether it was Black No More or um, uh, The Search for Signs of Intelligent Life in the Universe, which I recently saw all got through Today Ticks. There is no better way to get Today Ticks at amazing prices. Some of the best theater that you're going to see because Today Ticks is a one-stop shop for theater tickets with the best value in town, whether that's on Broadway, off Broadway, cabarets, concerts, art, whatever. All you have to do is go to the website todayticks.com or download the app, find something that you want to see, and then you can get your tickets in as little as 30 seconds. Exactly. Best deals in in town and that town is essentially anywhere you're located like you said it doesn't have to be broadway or off-broadway cabaret it can be the west end but it can also be chicago la dc san francisco sydney and more it's so flexible you can get your tickets month in advance if you're traveling even day of if you're located wherever that may be and you plan on going to see a show that night and best of all today ticks gives you exclusive offers including access to pre sales, limited time offers, digital lottery programs to sold out shows in day of discounted tickets. See that show that you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todaytakes.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway at todaytix.com slash Broadway for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. Todaytix.com slash Broadway. All right, Ashley, let's get back into the news. And we're going to talk about some theatery mm-hmm. stuff happening on screens of various shapes and sizes. First up, it was announced that when the uh, Grammy Awards are coming up later this spring on yep. April 3rd on CBS, there will be a very special star-studded tribute to the late, great Stephen Sondheim. Broadway and musical theater favorites Cynthia Erivo, Leslie Odom Jr., Ben Platt, and and Oscar presenter Rachel Zegler uh, right. will be will be performing. Uh, the performances um, are said to be part of the show's traditional in memoriam segment, rather than um, in a, a separate segment. But they yeah. will be specifically talking about or singing about uh, Sondheim, which will be really, really lovely. Um, in other news, we previously talked about the fact that A, Pamela Anderson is joining the cast of Chicago on True. Broadway. And when we talked about that, we talked about the fact that she is going to be part of a two-part Netflix documentary based off of the fact that Hulu really did her dirty with the Pam and Tommy series. Also true. Um, but now it seems like those two things will be overlapping as one of the two parts of the Netflix documentary will be following her on her journey to be playing Roxy Hart 
on Broadway. She mentioned this on Good Morning America earlier in the week. Um, that's not the direction that I thought this documentary was going to go. Yeah. I thought this would be more of like looking at her life and her career and everything she's been through. But having a behind the scenes look at her joining a Weissler show uh, will be kind of fascinating. And I'm actually kind of glad that they are trying to do something a little different because I'm sure we'll still get the backstory and her reaction yeah. to Pam and Tommy and all that stuff. But like seeing her go through this process, I think will be a really interesting thing for not only Pamela Anderson fans, but also yeah. Broadway and Chicago fans as well. It's a really smart marketing decision is what it is for both the musical mm -hmm. and for her. And I am extremely pro every decision <laughs> that has yeah. gone into this so far. Absolutely. As we said for her, like good for her um, making the most of this moment because she yeah. deserves it after how Hulu handled this. But, mm -hmm. uh, anyway, moving on to a different kind of screen, a Hulu streaming screen. Um, we previously talked about the fact that um, the Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez musical up there was being adapted into a musical romantic comedy series at mm -hmm. Hulu directed by Tommy Kale. Yesterday, it was reported exclusively in Deadline that Good Girls and and Parenthood star Mae Whitman will be tapped as the female lead that was originally played in the out-of-town um, La Jolla tryout by Betsy Wolf. Um, she will play Lindsay, who has spent her entire life desperately trying to live up to the good girl persona the world seems to expect of her. But she is sick and tired of being nice, and it's about to leave her small life in small-town Vermont to move to New York City to find out who she really is and what she really wants. Um, I remember <laughs> when this show was happening out of town with Betsy, and this is where yeah. they or she originally got hooked up with the Lopez's because she, of course, was first cast as Elsa in Frozen on Broadway. Um, didn't necessarily lead to her being on, you know, on Broadway with the show. But um, you kind of sighed at the description. Do you think it's a little trite and a little worn out? Is that yeah. what you're doing? I think so, but I, I'm not gonna shake a stick really at a musical series. Let's be realistic. I will watch it. I am happy for everybody involved with it. But yeah, the description doesn't necessarily make it sound very exciting. Um, I hope there's something more to it than that that I don't know. Well, there'll be songs. Wow, thank you. Well, you should have sung the news then, I guess. Oh, my God. May Whitman. There we the go. Music. There we go. Uh, anyway. Uh, all right. You very gold fingery with that. Uh, I was thinking more like Sinatra-y, croonery type That'll stuff. That'll do, but too. Yeah. Yeah, either way. Um, all right, <laughs> let's wrap up the show with some other news. First up, just on Thursday, just before we were starting to record, the Lucille Lortel Awards announced that they will uh, be having their in-person celebration on Sunday, May 1st at 7 p.m. at the New York Skirball Center. And they announced two of their honorees, the well-deserving legend who will be receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award will be the great Deirdre O'Connell. Yes. And joining the famed playwrights sidewalk will be former Tommy Moore guest, David Henry Wong. Um, those two are obviously icons in what they do, and the fact that they are being honored as such is well-deserved. Mm -hmm. Um, moving over to the West End, yesterday it was reported that after 
passing out during the first preview. Uh, stage and screen star Taryn Edgerton will be out for at least one week from the London production uh, of the play Cock as he has contracted uh, COVID-19. Hopefully he will be back in the show uh, very soon. He's not had the best of luck when it comes to health and yeah, Cock, God. but um, yeah, hopefully he's doing okay. And, um, you know, like we said before, this is expected to come over to New York. So hopefully there's no more medical issues that prevent Taryn from joining it as well. Um, Finally, in this section, yesterday, the Drama Bookshop announced that they would be launching an e-commerce site, which is, honestly, I'm kind of surprised that this hasn't happened a while ago. The online shop is ready and open for visitors at shop.dramabookshop.com. They will have a ton of, uh, you know, plays and books that you can find in the store. I visited the store. I saw Grace there. Actually, we randomly, I was meeting somebody else at the drama bookshop (laughs) and it was right around the corner from my hotel the night that Grace and I were going to go to Harry Potter together. And she texted me and said, Hey, I'm at the drama bookshop. Just let me know when I should come over to the hotel. And I was like, I'm at the drama bookshop. Um, so that tells you like how central That's this York, place baby. is to the community. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, they have a number of titles for Women's History Month, including A Girl Named Rosita, the story of Rita Moreno, um, the America play and other works by Susan Laurie Parks, uh, Nina, a story of Nina Simone, and Margaret Edison's script for Wit. Tons of other stuff. This is going to be hard on my bank account, Ashley. Oh, totally. I was thinking that they used to have a website, but maybe. Maybe I'm just imagining that, like, before they had, uh, you know, obviously changed shops entirely. But, yeah, not not great for me or my future paychecks. Great for your – great for you – but not good for the paychecks. And then in turn, I mean, not great for you. It's I was going to say, exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so let's wrap up with a feel-good recommendation. And the Broadway production of Funny Girl released okay, some footage from from their SITS probe. Yeah, we hear little cuts from I'm the Greatest Star, Who Taught Her Everything, You Are Woman, I Am Man, and of course, Don't Rain on My Parade. The SITS probe, uh, if you don't know what that term means, that's the first time that the full orchestra plays with the cast and they sing through everything um always one of the most yeah. magical experiences of any rehearsal process so we see Love beanie it. we see ramin we see um jane lynch we see jared we see the entire company um really really excited about this i, I again like this isn't a show that I love. I don't think the movie's yeah, great beyond Barbara singing and Barbara doing her thing. So mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about Funny Girl in general, but everything else about it with, you know, the changes that they've made with like, you know, not changes, I guess, but like trying to differentiate Beanie from uh, yep. Barbara. Like, I think that's really interesting. And I like the other casting stuff. I think Ramin is tremendous and everything. So we'll see what happens. Uh, fingers crossed for him because it is definitely a show that if it hits could be really, really, really big. Oh, yeah. And you were, I mean, you were, I think, more hesitant than I was when this casting news came out about her singing. So, I don't know how you felt about her brief bits of singing in this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I think she sounded good. Yeah. Uh, I'm also incredibly anxious for her reviews because I, unfortunately, I don't think, and judging by the internet on Thursday as well, but I don't think she can escape that kind of Barbara comparison. I think it's inevitable. Yeah. I think even people trying not to do it will do it. And that's well, unfortunate. Well, you can't. 
When, when somebody not only like originated the role on Broadway and did the movie and then, oh, yeah, also happens to be like sure. one of the biggest stars of all time. Like you can't get away from that. And that's why I was kind of surprised that they followed the trajectory that uh, they did with the was it the Minier or Donmar or wherever they did it in London with Sheridan Smith going the other yeah. direction. Like to me, it almost feels like you just have to like not worry about it and be like find somebody who does what you want to do and maybe that yeah. is beanie it just feels like they they course corrected and went with like more of a comedian than a singer like i wonder if they could have found a happy medium my issue wasn't with b i think yeah. b is great it's like she's done amazing work uh in hello dolly and on screen and like yeah. book smart and and ladybird i think she's fantastic mm-hmm. but man that um that Wicked song she did on Miscast, like the virtual Miscast a couple oh, years yeah. ago, was not great. And that was my hesitation. It was just like, this is a big sing. And like, sure. I worried for her. Um, but, the, you know, obviously the stuff that they included in this minute and a half social media clip was like I'm super surprised. well curated. I'm um, surprised they released anything. I think it's really interesting yeah. that they didn't do the Hello Dolly treatment here and not <laughs> give us a second of anybody yeah. other than David Hyde Pierce, the Tonys. Dave- David Hyde Pierce coming out and singing <laughs> Penny in My Pocket as part of the Funny Girl promotion would exactly. have been epic. Uh, would have been epic. But anyway. All right. That's all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram <laughs> at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. Don't forget this weekend theater in both feeds this weekend and Some Like It Pop Wish, Want, and Will Oscars episode in the Patreon feed only. Get over and get all of that stuff this weekend. Have a wonderful week, and we will be back to talk to you on Monday. Oh.